This episode was recorded in May 2021 during the OCPHA monthly meeting. Dr. Lynn Lee was interviewed by OCPHA President Rod Patterson. Welcome. Lynn, you and I have known each other for about 15 years and crossed paths for different things over the years. And whatever you uh, may um, think about chain community pharmacy, uh, you know, Ralph's Pharmacy is truly, truly uh, one of the best right up there with Vaughn's, one of the top tier places to work. More than half of new grads go into chain community pharmacy. That's why I'm starting with it. So what we're going to do is I'm going to do a mini interview with Lynn while the rest of you listen in and think of any questions that you want to ask Lynn a few minutes from now. Lynn, um, tell us, you went to USC Pharmacy School. Tell us how your career has journeyed from that day to what you do today, briefly. Absolutely. So it's, it's kind of crazy when I think about this, but it's, um, you know, we'll be celebrating our 20-year uh, reunion this coming year. So it's it's been definitely a journey for the past 20 years. But um, I guess to kind of start off, um, I completed a community pharmacy residency program with USC and Ralph right after graduation. Um, after residency, I was offered a pharmacy manager's position with Ralph, opening up a brand new pharmacy from the ground up. So that was kind of cool um, straight out of school to see that. And then after two years as a manager, I was hired on as an HR manager for Ralph, covered about 120 stores throughout California and Nevada. And really what that position entailed was hiring, training, and a lot of it was labor management across the division. And I think in that role was when I uh, had met Rod, you know, and we started recruiting and, and hanging out and kind of getting to know each other and, you know, sort of the direction with each of our respective companies. So after the HR manager role, I moved into the clinical coordinator role for about five years. And in that particular role, I was responsible for developing, training, and uh, implementing several different disease state programs for the company. Uh, spent five years doing that. <laughs> Crazy enough, transitioned to another role within the organization as the assistant director of pharmacy. And in that uh, position, I oversaw advertising, marketing, quality assurance. And one of the things that I learned, uh, obviously not out of, uh, not in school, but in, in the real world or, or in from working was budgeting. Um, it's not something they teach you in school, but it's definitely a lesson um, in the workplace. And at that point, I decided, you know, community pharmacy is great, lived it, breathed it for almost 15 years and decided, you know, I wanted to kind of step outside my comfort zone. And then I moved into into uh, specialty pharmacy. So I decided to apply for a position as a business development manager with Kroger Specialty Pharmacy. And in that particular role, they wanted me to expand a lot of the specialty pharmacy services out of the East Coast and, and part of it, in, you know, for the Midwest as well into the West Coast. So built a facility ground up out of Irvine, California, uh, licensed the facility in about, about 12 Western states over on this side of the coast, and then also dealt with contracting and, uh, you know, grew our sales and our presence out here on, in California. And right before I left that position, was able to acquire a $75 million contract for specialty pharmacy. So after four years in specialty pharmacy, my um, former boss retired from the company and uh, I took on the role as director of pharmacy at that point. So currently have been in this position for about four years. And I'm responsible for all the clinical, operational, financial budgeting for the division. That's kind of where I stand. So how many pharmacies are in your division? So right now we operate 76 pharmacies throughout Southern California. That's been an excellent uh, example, what you just went through, of playing a lot of different positions without changing jobs. You know, staying with the same employer and... and um, 
moving sideways and up and all over, you know, within within one organization. Tell us, tell our listening audience what what are some interesting things that are happening today in uh, community chain pharmacy and or Ralph's. Yeah, I mean, I think what we've been living and breathing for the past year is everything COVID. I think that, you know, our role as pharmacists has shifted a lot and, you know, the pandemic definitely impacted our practice. Um, it wasn't just purely dispensing medication, but, you know, as a profession, we took more of an enhanced role within, you know, as part of the healthcare system. And so uh, we had a lot of help along the way, the state organization. Um, I've worked with the California Retailers Association to lobby to allow our profession to do more during the pandemic. So um, what I can tell you that we as a company went through was that, um, you know, we partnered with the Department of Health and Human Resources last June to offer uh, COVID testing in a drive-through format to the masses. Um, we did we did about four events and um, ended up testing about 1,200 patients across those four drive-through events. And eventually, you know, once that died down a little bit, we rolled over uh, to flu shots and how to develop ways or unique ways to offer flu shots since the capacity was limited in our pharmacies. And when I talk about capacity, I'm talking about physical capacity being, being within a store. So, you know, we ended up doing drive-through flu shots. We did pop-up tents in the parking lot. We did a drive-up option where patients, similar to picking up their groceries, they would be able to drive right up and, you know, call a pharmacy and have a pharmacist step out and give them a flu shot in addition to picking up their groceries. So it became more of a one-stop shop um, type of experience for a lot of the customers. Um, and then at the same time, you know, a lot of pharmacies, just like Tidea's Pharmacy, they were visiting homebound patients to ensure that, you know, they received the care they needed. Um, and then further down the line from a COVID perspective, um, a lot of pharmacies started to offer antibody tests. We did that and, and expanded that particular service throughout all of our pharmacies pretty quickly. And then eventually added on rapid antigen testing, um, really as a way to keep patients informed and safe and you know, trying to find a convenient method for them to get tested. And then just when you think about that, those are a lot of the new types of services, but what about our core business? Um, and so telehealth was extremely important and being able to incorporate that into the workflow was just, you know, absolutely crucial, you know, to adapt it into their practice that allows for distancing and alternate methods of uh, providing the patient care. So, I mean, I guess that's just sort of a couple of things to note, um, and that's just in one year. Um, I think it just proves that we as a profession were very nimble um, and that we've learned to pivot very quickly based on on what's going on in the industry. Yeah, COVID, COVID has been so dominant this past year, we almost forget about the core business. But how did Ralph's uh, ramp up to the spike in labor that you need to suddenly be doing, you know, 100 COVID shots? Did you did you go outside the employee group to to get help? Yeah, I think I think a lot of it was, um, you know, very similar to Vaughn's and Albertson's. Um, we're lower volume. Um, we're not like some of the larger chains where they're filling thousands of scripts a day. And so our pharmacists have the capacity um, to take on, you know, these different types of testing and offering COVID vaccinations. So from a labor standpoint, we really didn't ramp up as much, um, I think, as some of the other competitors. We just taught them to incorporate into the workflow because, quite honestly, if you think about it, you know, it's just like a flu shot season. Yes, there is definitely demand, but, you know, learning, teaching people to use appointment scheduling, you know, we're, we just converted to walk-up appointments because the demand from an appointment schedule has, has definitely waned and decreased over the past couple of months or a couple of weeks. But I think it's just teaching them and coaching them to incorporate it as part of their daily uh, practice. I think that's important because it's got to be something that they have to continue to carry on. It can't be a one-stop 
you know, a one-time deal um, and not, not be able to, to do it going forward. Excellent. I have a question. Um, Lynn, this is Sarah. Hi. How are technicians within Ralph's getting certified in as as well? Yeah. So I, you know, it's interesting about that up Sarah, because I actually brought it up to our general office. So currently right now our technicians are not trained to offer immunizations. It's something that we are looking into. Um, I know that Vaughn's uh, does offer the training. Uh, we just haven't gone to that point yet um, until it becomes part of mandatory or part of regulation. That's when um, our corporate office in Cincinnati will invest in the time to do that. Okay. Lynn, my last question for all of um, the listening audience that might want to pursue similar pathway to what you've done. Do you have any advice to give? Yeah, I mean, I think part of it, you know, is, is to kind of, one of the things that I've learned over the years um, is to always be a lifelong student. Um, I think that, you know, you, ha- you have to be willing to learn every day. I think once you stop wanting to learn something new, your profession becomes very stagnant. Um, and then also just in the various roles that I've held, I think uh, forward thinking is a must um, every day. You know, having to be creative and coming up with a different way to do something is important. Um, and it's not just for my position, but it's just, you know, individual as well, too. And then, you know, I constantly challenge myself. Um, I would always tell students to challenge themselves, but, but then also to um, step outside of, of your comfort zone. Um, I think that once you do that, you can grow as an individual. I kind of look back at my career and I, you know, there were definitely a lot of positions that I I had taken and was not particularly fond of as I look back, but I gained a lot of skills and experience in those different roles. And it, you know, because of that, it provided a lot of career opportunities for me, but more importantly, um, it helped shape the person I am today. Um, And I think, you know, the biggest thing that I kind of take to heart um, in, in my personal opinion is that. I know that there's a lot of people that choose pharmacy as a career because it's stable and it pays well. Um, I think that the, you know, your career can be so much more rewarding professionally and personally if your heart is in it. And so I know that, you know, I'm that nerd. I love pharmacy. I really, truly do. And it's not just for the money, but it's really, you know, everything that that entails in that particular profession. And so it's made it a lot more rewarding for me personally. Well, it's obvious you're, you know, you always have a positive attitude from the day I met you. That's that's your number one. Uh, trait and and of course hardworking and willing to do all these things um, has has been the fuel to your success. Those of you out in the crowd, do you have some uh, questions for Lynn? I'll I'll start, Lynn. Um, I hear Kroger is doing uh, drone deliveries. When when is that going to start in pharmacy? You know, it's funny. I've I've been asked that question, and quite honestly, I've proposed that question many, many times. And um, right now, the drone delivery is obviously limited to non-pharmacy um, products. Um, I believe that we do have um, one location that is planning to be tested. Um, that's to start in June. I don't know which store it is, but it's one location in Southern California starting in June, and then eventually the goal is to expand that to pharmacy. So I'd be very curious, and I'd be the first division out there to raise my hand to say, hey, we would love to pilot this delivery type of service out here. As soon as I find out, Rod, you will be the first to know. I'll be I'll be looking in the sky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll write your name out there for you, although that's PHI, so it might not be a good thing. Yeah, it's okay. I give you my permission. Other other questions right. for Lynn. Otherwise, thank you so much, Lynn, for for your time. And, no and I think I think everything you said was very inspiring. You, you've been a great representative of your chosen field. Thank you, Len. 
All right. If you guys like this episode, please rate us on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, or any of your other favorite podcasting services. And you can find out more about our organization by visiting ocpha.org. Or you can follow us on social media through Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. But until next time, OCPHA is signing off, reminding you to get determined, get inspired. Get inspired.